back to the AOE with AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Aaron Davis. Folks, we're back. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. It is 7.31 on this Wednesday. We're on the other side. I hope you folks enjoyed. I've enjoyed your week. We're talking about the sacredness of the locker room. And folks, my guest, my best friend from ninth grade many, many moons ago, Akum Eudophia. We call him EU because some of you are going to say, okay, how do we pronounce that? (laughs) Just say EU. All right. There was an artist back in the day called EU called Doing the Butt. You got to look that up. Yeah, you lost me there. (laughs) Harrison was like, okay, dude, I'm 24. The song is older than you. Akum Eudophia, what's happening, big dog? Hey, what's going on, AD, man? Glad to be with you. Akum, I'm so glad you're with us uh, uh, tonight, man. Akum, your, your family, first of all, has a long tradition at Northwestern, but me and Akum go back, folks, since ninth grade. He was at Goodrich. I was at Color. Then we uh, uh, connected at Lincoln High. Our families go back uh, uh, many, many years. Akum, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, man. I'm going to ask you this. What was it like for you to be a student at Northwestern? Because in Harrison, I always say the only class that me and Akum had in school mm-hmm. were gym and lunch. <laughs> he was in a different part of Lincoln High. He was like, oh. <laughs> they had lights. They had like fragrance, you know, little munchies, you yeah. know, charcuterie boards. <laughs> <laughs> Akum. I don't think we had those back in the 90s. Akum, she, Akum, <laughs> Jesus, I've never seen before. <laughs> I'm on Velveeta. You're having a good cheese, all right? <laughs> but, Akum, when you left Lincoln, Nebraska to go to Northwestern, where one of your older brothers went, because, Akum, correct me if I'm wrong, Cornell, MIT, and Northwestern? Yep, that is correct. Yes. That's correct. So, yep, Harrison, so that's – go ahead, brother. Nope. So, yeah, when I left and went to Northwestern, it was, you know, it was a tradition. So my oldest brother went to Northwestern. So I had had the privilege of being up there and understanding, you know, being in Chicago. And when I went up there, understanding what kind of school it was, you know, all school is tough. But Northwestern's cut a little bit different the way that they the way that they, you know, emphasize their academics. So mm-hmm. they don't play around with that at all. Um, some of the things you can get away with, some other schools you can't get away with that. Right. Just the facts. Just the facts. Hey, come, okay, so you think about this. You're, you're coming from a history of your brothers that were at, at all Ivy League schools. Again, folks, I'm going to say Cornell, MIT, Northwestern. And you're how much, God rest your pop soul, Mr. Ike P. Udofia was, uh, he was, he was a, a giant. He was a giant. Very little man, but a giant. And how we stress academics so much. And you look at the, the players on that roster right now at Northwestern, similar backgrounds as yours, some different, some the same, et cetera. Akin, what was the biggest eye-opener for you when you got to Northwestern University? You leave Lincoln, Nebraska, graduate of Lincoln High. What was what was the biggest eye-opener for you from an academic and athletic side? Because you played basketball. What was the biggest eye-opener for you? I would say, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for me was, you know, like, like you've alluded to, um, coming from, from Lincoln High, great academic school for high school. Um, the standards are just different. So the expectations of what you, whatever it is, whether you're playing football, basketball, lacrosse, it doesn't matter. You just understand that that's great. You're going to play on this. You're going to play on your field or your court. But the most important thing are these grades. Mm. So they, they, they definitely stress that to a whole different level from that standpoint. Didn't care if you had a game 
uh, on a Tuesday. You might have a midterm on, on Monday night mm. or even Tuesday morning. You better make sure that you had yourself at that at that midterm and you produce because if you didn't, then all of a sudden the academic standards kick in. So it was definitely a, a shock from that standpoint, just the way that they, you know, they emphasize the importance of it. You know, you, you see the stories of and you hear about it. It's one thing to hear about it, you know, with the Stanford's of the world, the Harvard's of the world. You know, Stanford has mm. done well in football, basketball, all those things. But from, you know, a school like Northwestern, they, they, they're inhibited by the, the type of athlete they can bring in. They, they want your top athletes, and they were in the Big Ten at that point as well. But, and in order to compete in the Big Ten, you have to have a, a, you know, a certain type of athlete as well. But those athletes also have a whole different academic standard that they have to qualify under. So that, mm-hmm. you know is is always going to be the challenge at a school like Northwestern. Um, and, you know, from that standpoint, I think they were going in the right direction. They've been, you know, had some success on the football field. Honestly, the my freshman year um, was Gary Barnett's first year mm. at Northwestern. He's, he's actually the one mm. who was attributed with the turnaround in, in Northwestern. Mm. Um, so it, it was, you know, he kind of brought that, that demeanor in from that standpoint. We're going to compete on the football field as well because – Prior to him being there, I think Northwestern had one of the longest losing streaks in, in wow. college football, not just Big Ten, in college football. So wow. um, understanding that, he understood that, and I think he did a really good job of, 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 of starting that culture um, hmm. that you know Barnett started and then uh, also knowing that Pat Fitzgerald was a part of that, um, part of the 95 uh, Rose Bowl team. So I think he adopted that and, and then took that on and carried it on to – you know, some of the things that he was able to build within that program for, you know, it was crazy because they said he'd been there for 17 years. I was like, wow, that's crazy because time goes fast. It really it doesn't does. seem like 17 years. Cause I, he was, he was honestly, he was literally there when I was there. So, um, just seeing what he had done with that, with, with the, with the strict guidelines and, and rules that he had to, in order to just get people eligible to play to get on the field. So, um, to, to so to your point, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different ball game. Um, within that within that place because of the prestige of that school so you know Acob, you want a um a dunking contest when you there in high when you were there in college as well at northwestern the old chicago bull stadium before i go to coach randy walker god rest his soul who passed away that opened uh-huh. the door up obviously for fitzgerald to take over as a coach Acob, Going from Lincoln, a town of at that time it wasn't obviously not it wasn't three hundred thousand like we are now. It was probably I don't know two twenty. It was over two hundred thousand, give or take. You go there, you won a dunking contest with all your comrades, and you played against the Fab Five. Yeah, what yeah. was that like? Mm-hmm. Winning a dunking contest there, it, man. It was just it was just a different world, you know, coming from coming from Lincoln and going up there, and then all of a sudden. It was funny because you go from that standpoint of, you know, competing against the, the likes of the, the talent that we had in the state, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're thrust into um, uh, big dog Blit, uh, Glenn Robinson was that person. Mm-hmm. The yes, five, the big the dog. Fab five had their, the Fab Five had, was their sophomore year, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, just a level of talent and competition. You know, I thought we were pretty dang good. But uh, I think we only won three games in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Being good is all relative. Right, but, no. right. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just an eye-opener from that standpoint. Uh, just seeing the level of competition, they, of course, just the, the city, the size of, of, you know, Chicago. Because, you know, people say that, you know, Northwestern is, is in Evanston, but they don't understand that Evanston is really just a – is just is Chicago. It's right. just Western Chicago. Right. So 
um, the all the all the perils of a freshman coming into school at that point of you know being away from home for the first time, being in a big in a major metropolitan um, capital as Chicago, and then you know being away from home, not having your parents' guidance, not yeah. having any rules as far as that setting your own boundaries, your own standards. It just and then also the academic rigor, so it just makes it a tough transition. Um, and so coaches like uh, Barnett, coaches like uh, Randy Walker, coaches like you know, Pat Fitzgerald were able to kind of bridge that for people who are coming into something that was completely different from what they're used to. You know, so, Aiken, when we come back from break, man, I want to talk to you more about because you know you've had um, uh, you've coached a long time in the Omaha metro area. You've seen a lot of athletes. The locker room, and this one's called, obviously this talk tonight is about the sacredness of the locker room and how allegedly there's things at Northwestern to where they desecrated the locker room with some of the alleged actions. I want to keep stressing alleged. Uh, I I say that loosely, but also affirmatively in that there is video that has been released Mm -hmm. yet. There are pictures, uh, et cetera. But like I said, I was telling Harrison this earlier, EU, I don't want to beat someone down when they're already down. But right. how do you get the locker room back? Akam, you know the fabric of Northwestern. You were a student at Northwestern, very prestigious school. And I've said this ad nauseum. If Northwestern was on the east or west coast, it'd be an Ivy League school. Bottom yep. line. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're the Stanford yep. on the left side. They're the, the, the Harvard, et cetera, on the right side. Cornell, MIT, we can go on and on and on uh, what they are. With no, Akam, you know the lay of the land, the fabric of Northwestern. How do you win the locker room back? You've coached at a high level. Uh, you've coached a lot of kids that are playing collegiate level. She's hey, Alex Gordon. Hey, heck, you coached him when he was a kid, you know, yep. as yep. far as that goes. Yep. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you about how do you get this locker room back after it's allegedly been desegregated a little bit? I don't want to say desegregated because it's not black and white, but <laughs> desecrated, I would say. <laughs> how yep. do you do that with to where – you have guys who may feel on one side the other. How do you bring them back together? Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We have EU, Akam Udofia, Northwestern attendee at Northwestern College, uh, Northwestern University in Chicago, knows the lay of the land. We'll be right back. AOE, attitude over everything. We'll be right back. The ticket.